0: It's the PHNX Coyotes just Podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet and get $150 in free bets. It's just that easy. It's episode 14. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. And it is it is early, for, for me at least. Good morning, you both. How are you?
1: This is a, this is a first for the show, us recording early. Uh, PD and I have our coffee. Yeah, so uh, Leah I, had coffee I, failure this morning. So <laughs> she's trying my it my
0: time management skills were not there with making the coffee in time to have it ready.
2: Yeah, and it is working. different. We got it. Craig and I were both at the game last night. So I'm not, and I know I'm going to show my age again. It, that's a late night for me. I'm just not used to it. You don't get home till, you know, 11, and then you got to wind down and make a little snack. I'm just not used to these late nights. And I thought of all the guys still at the rink till midnight or one in the morning. So I, I felt lucky, but this yeah. is early. Coffee's hot and black and ready to go. But uh, <laughs> we, we got to talk hockey.
1: He said Rudy probably slept there last night.
2: I know, although rumor, and I listened to the press conference last night, Louie Erickson said today's a day off. So that's a uh, first one in a while. So I imagine everybody sleeping in today.
1: You think so? You think the, uh, the equipment guys get the day off?
2: I no, don't no, yeah, I don't think no so. chance. So. No, nope. oh, they'll be there. Gosh. And the coaches will be there. Coaches will be there all day. This would be like we talked about yesterday. This is the first time they've had actual real video to break down. Um, so they're they're going to be a long day at the ring today and it, it's hard to break down a game like that I mean you look at the you will talk special teams but there was there wasn't a lot of five on five play and even the play that there was ugly and it was choppy and you can't let let's similar to what we said with rookie tournament let's not hold a standard to what the play was last night's preseason game number one we're, we're going to talk about and get in depth but we're looking more at what some of the individual players did and how they looked versus how the team looked I mean, it's great to get a win and i know guys are happier getting in the locker room with a, a victory but but let's not talk about team play quite yet
0: well before we get into the game i have a very important question yesterday we've talked about a rookie game in which Petey brought popcorn (laughs) to Craig in the press box. How was Petey? How was your press box experience? You know, you've only been in there a few times now. How, how was it?
2: You know what though? I'm sorry, Craig. I did not deliver popcorn chips or pretzels. I was selfish. I did bring my own. Like I got my own. I did not help you out. I, I tell you what, I thought it would be a better place to watch the game from. I thought I'd see more and starting right with getting the, the lineups for the game from that far away. And from that angle was really difficult. Like I'm so used to standing by the, the glass and you can easily pick out the numbers. Um, the game is slower from up there. I'll get that for sure, but I'm going to have to get used to it. And the other part I got to get used to is I, I, I got to see some people I haven't seen in a long time. So I got distracted. Um, and I didn't get a watch. I had to rely on Craig's breakdown of the game, which is
1: often, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a Picasso.
2: Yeah, no, it was not. But okay. you know, it was fun. It was fun. Craig and I sit sit near each other, and I, I tell you what, Craig's going at that Twitter, and he's reaching out to the minions throughout the contest. And I just have my little notebook and pen. I'm gonna have to learn. I got to bring a laptop or iPad or something.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Laptop. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch the. I didn't watch the game either. I didn't get to go, um, and there was not on TV. So. I'm going to depend on the two of you to really give me the rundown of what what went on. Um, obviously, I read about the scoring and the final result on um, Twitter, but it's it's all on YouTube to to give us the breakdown and give us the recap.
1: I just thought we were going to talk about coffee for 30 minutes. I've-
0: oh, I mean, we I can know. also talk. Wait, wait. Actually, this is important. Petey's
1: How does talk about Petey's not- dog? What did your dog did, Petey? Did your dog <laughs> Yeah,
2: a walk. Wait, wait, I had three walks with my dog this morning. My, my dog, and he just doesn't. And he doesn't want to go. We just—it's a stand or a drag. It's not a walk. Like we stand on the curb and he looks around. He wants to talk to other dog friends, so he just looks up and down the street. And we just stand there at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It's just like it's so, it drives me <laughs> insane. Not the way I want to start my day. Like if you're gonna walk, walk. I don't mind that. It's a beautiful day out in Arizona. It's perfect time to walk the dog. But he just stands there. Frustrating.
0: What, what kind of dog do you have?
2: You know, it is a havanese poodle. Uh. My neighbor calls it a cat, but it's <laughs> not a it's not a big manly man's dog. That's that's
1: for sure. Oh wily coyote? Oh my god!
0: Yeah,
1: uh, my uh, our our uh, we have two dogs, and and one of them, her name is Sophie, and uh, she came home from the groomers with two pink bows in her in either ear. <laughs> yeah. She's had those in for like a month now. She's probably got giant mats, but my, kid, my daughter, my daughters won't let me take them out. So,
2: that to- I want to see. I want to see you walking a dog with pink bows. <laughs> I take a picture, like that's what you should tweet. You, you want to get followers? Tweet that.
0: You want to give? I think Craig has a lot of
1: followers. Already. I would do anything for that dog, so let, let me state that very well. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. Well, the game, I tell you what, it was, um, we talked about how sloppy it was. And I, and I think, you know, we, we were missing some of the key players. I mean, Kessel's still out with his injury. Um, Keller doesn't play. Chikrin doesn't play. So You had a mix of some veteran new faces and some younger guys that we saw excel in the rookie tournament. Matthias Michelli, um, Dylan Gunther played, Cameron Crotty, Ty Emerson. So you got some guys that were in the rookie tournament uh, making an, their first appearance in a preseason game here. And then you had, you know, Erickson and Ladd and Roussel and O'Brien and, um, so you, and Boyd. So you saw some of those veteran new faces that they brought in. The chemistry, I, I mean, there were glimpses between Schmaltz and Erickson. I thought that they connected on a few passes. I thought they looked good on a few shifts. But again, don't spend too much time worrying about how guys are gelling yet. I think more it's individual performances. And to me, I'm going to go with my start with my first star of the game was was Liam O'Brien. I mean, he's a guy that you know hasn't pl- hasn't had a lot of NHL experience. I think he's got 29 games in his career. He played 12 last year with Colorado. He started a long time ago. His first game was in Washington in 1415. He's 27. You know, he's a veteran guy. Most of his games are in the AHL. He's got one NHL goal, and that happened in that 1415 season. Um, but he was an all in player. You noticed him. His feet were moving. He was physical. Um, he, he put some, he hurt some guys last night. Like He, he was noticeable when you're on the ice. One of those players where you better look over your shoulder. And when we talked to Mario yesterday, one of the things Mario said about Andre Tourigny's style is he's an all-in guy, and he talks about determination and, and work. And And I think that Liam O'Brien fit that mold. He was a guy last night that I'm excited to see more of, and he's a guy that can stir stuff up, you know, when when you need a little jump from a third or fourth-line player. So for me, he was the number one star of the game.
1: Yeah, I think he has a chance. I'm I'm not sure he has a chance to be – a regular forward on this team, but I, I think he has a very good chance of being on this roster as an extra guy. And, you know, if, if he continues to give performances like that, maybe he gets more of an opportunity. But that's exactly why they acquired him. You, you remember when, when, when they did that way back in the offseason of massive change, he was one of the uh, guys that sort of got lost in the shuffle, but they wanted a bit more of an edge. They wanted an in-your-face guy. That's I mean, that's that's the style that Bill Armstrong also preaches he drafted a lot of players like that while he's with St. Louis, so we'll, we'll see how this develops. But yeah, he's he's definitely a guy to watch for uh, some kind of role with the Coyotes this season.
2: And I think what we're going to have to do, Craig, is as this progresses and we get closer to opening night, we're going to have to, and we're going to have to put what we see line matchups and depth charts. Because you're right, I, I get excited about a player like this, and they, you know, sometimes it's at fault. You look at some of these guys and go, oh yeah, I can't wait to see him, and then you start putting, well, who's he play ahead of? And you start really mapping out lines and rosters and depth charts, and you go, maybe, maybe he's not gonna fit. Again, it's one preseason game. I was excited to see him. And, and, and you know what? If he ends up being a Tucson player, wow, that's gonna be we've talked about it before, but there's some players down there, you know, Ty Emerson and, and Cameron Crotty and Dyson Mayo on the back end last night. I thought all were at 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 worst were, were average. And, and I think for, for guys of their status to be an average game in the NHL was great. I think all three of them played really well. I, I I think I, I, again, we'll do a depth chart in Tucson, but I, I didn't see any major errors from the three guys that we anticipate being down in Tucson. Um, pretty steady defenders. They moved the puck well. So there were some bright spots there again. And I know I don't want to talk about Tucson all the time, but there's some bright spots down there for what they have coming
0: after um hearing you talk about how players overthink the order of their names on things i was re- i was overthinking looking at the lineup <laughs> sheet which also was funny because i think the lineup and the for last night was like the most anticipated uh, thing like the hottest thing on twitter last night was that lineup <laughs> that starting oh. lineup
1: so but that was that was funny i did, I did. Chirp some fans with, with yeah. when I when they finally announced the lineup because it was supposed to come out right after the morning skate, and then the kings hadn't turned in their roster. The coyotes were looking over some things, so it didn't come out and right, you know, right until after warm-ups. HK, right, PD. HK.
2: Honestly, like and and again, we go to Leah's point. The so in the press box, the, the coyotes print out a lineup sheet for what lines are in just like Leah had mentioned on how things are in order. They had Louis Erickson, Nick Schmaltz and Dylan Gunther listed as the fourth line. Well, clearly they were not the fourth line of the coyotes. I mean, that was, that was their top offensive line that they had the most ice time, but again, it's how you read into things. So you're reading, are they the fourth line? No, of course not. It's just how they got listed on a piece of paper. And that's because of how they do their line rushes in warmups. And sometimes, Sometimes those top players don't like to go first in the line rushes. I, I, so you, you've got to be able to look at it and go, okay, here's here's your top line. So I, while we're on the topic of Nick Schmaltz, he was okay. I mean, I I didn't expect him to to turn it up and 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 hey, let's let's make this a, a showcase for my talent. He was okay. Like he made some nice passes. Yeah. He didn't cause himself any trouble. I don't think he turned it up though.
1: No, I don't think so either. But you wouldn't expect it from a guy like that who already has a secure roster spot. It's more just fine tuning some things or just really just getting into a rhythm. Um, I was kind of looking for more dynamic play from some guys that, you know, that probably need, need to make that statement, but probably need, need more time down in Tucson guys like Matias Michelli, I didn't really see a lot from him offensively like we did in the rookie tournament where I thought he was a pretty dynamic player who was creating plays. He didn't, he didn't do that last night. Again, it's one game, but that's your opportunity to do it on the NHL stage and, I, if, if we're being honest here, PD there, there wasn't a lot of dynamic offensive play in that game last night. First of all, as we mentioned earlier, there was so little five on five play as it was. And then, I mean, when you throw special teams into an early preseason game, when they haven't worked on them, you're just going to get a lot of sloppy hockey.
2: Yeah. And I think when we talked about the power plays, you had groupings out there that clearly had not worked together at any point in time. Like he, <laughs> You know, you've got Christian Fisher. I think he, had. what did he have for power play minutes? Like he was, you know, three, four, five minutes on the power play. He doesn't normally see that kind of power play time. And he's out there, you know, with Schmaltz or Gunther. Like it was just a jumble. So it's hard to get that consistency on the power play this early. You're really not. Chikrin's on the point on the power play. Yeah, We all know it. He's not on the ice. So Keller's going to be on the power play. You know, Phil Kessel, like those guys. So don't read much into how they performed on their special teams. Um, but you do talk about players like Matthias Michelli, who really had a chance to shine in the, in the development camp. The time and space is gone when you play against NHL players and guys of this caliber and size and speed. He just didn't have time. When the puck was on his stick, he, he had somebody on him right away and he didn't have time to make those plays. Even Dylan Gunther, who I know ended up on the score sheet, um, he looked better on the power play when he had more time, but when it was five on five, you know, his ice closed quickly. Like there, there wasn't time to make that pretty pass. It was somebody stick on puck and it was going the other way. So I think that maybe, I don't know if it surprised him. They just, it was, it's a different game. It's, it's the, it's time for the men. Um, so I, you know, again, game one, glad they got out there. Got it. Glad they got to see the competition and Gunther. Like I said, I, I, Seen him on the three-star selection. He's on many people's top three stars of the game last night, and they, clearly because of his goal. But, um, you know, he, I'm sure he'll get another opportunity to play, and we'll get another look at him, and maybe he'll get more comfortable as that goes. But he's still a kid that's going to go back to junior. He's not going to be playing here.
1: Right. Uh, and speaking of, you know, junior kids, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the goaltending. Andre Turny talked about it after the game. He he really liked the performance of both guys. I, I, we got a lot better look at Coach Nash than we did. At, at the kid who they may be signing. Uh, I, I keep wondering what they're doing here, Petey, because I haven't seen 10 David Tendek in goal yet. That surprised me. I thought in the preseason home opener, you might see Carter Hutton as well, because this team has to play four games on the road. How many games do you want your veteran goalie traveling to? A little surprised at the entire mix here. What are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, I... I... You and I talked about it in the rookie trim that we can get a chance to see David Tendick play. Uh, I I don't know where he fits in what the organization is trying to do right now. Um, you would think he'd get an opportunity to to play a period at some point in the preseason, but I don't, I don't know how. Like they got to look at Vamelko. You've got Prosvitov and Hutton still got to play. And to your point about the travel, yeah. I, I I just go through history and you look at your starting number one guy. It's a long season where you're playing 82 games, you're traveling and it's hard. And this team opens on the road. I I am surprised Carter Hutton didn't play last night. And now, you know, now if he didn't play last night, you have to expect him to play Wednesday on the road. So now he's got to hop on a plane, fly to California, play a game and fly home. And I know it might seem like no big deal. An hour and a half flight, but you're also rushing when you do these things like it's 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 a different toll on your body and why would you do that for your first game honestly I don't understand but there are these discussions have taken place in the coach's room you know with Andre Turigny and Corey Schwab and they've they've talked it out they've got a plan and and maybe Carter Hutton wanted to start it on the road I I don't know like you 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 trust what your coaching staff has planned out for what they want to do for the goaltenders and you look the last preseason game of the year, Carter Hutton's going to be starting. He'll play the whole game and he'll prepare himself for the regular season. Um, so I, I think Carter Hutton will be fine. He'll get his touches and he'll get he'll get plenty of ice time. I just still would like to get a look inside their plan for David Tendick. I, I I haven't seen the kid play in two years um, since his draft year. I, I I thought he was a talented goalie. I thought they liked him and and were fairly high on him but to not see him throughout the rookie tournament. And I don't know if we're going to look at him in, in preseason either. I, I don't know. I don't know where your career goes from there. So I, I kind of feel for the kid because he hasn't had an opportunity, but you know, you can only play one goalie at a time and you yeah. you know, I mean, there's probably so much ice time.
1: What they're doing with Anson Thornton. It, again, I, I touched on this. I, I wonder if they're planning mm-hmm. on signing this kid because he saw a lot of time in the rookie tournament as well. Um, and, I, I guess with all the other goaltenders that they need to take a look at for this season, I'm a little surprised, you know, it was just a period to see him as, as the backup in the game last night.
2: Yeah. And Anson Thornton, you talked about why he's getting such a close look, you know, this was his draft year. He slipped through the draft because he didn't play at all last season. Um, so you talk about a goaltender hasn't played a game in almost two years. Um, highly touted when he was younger out of midget hockey. And that's a long time ago. Yeah. And, a, and a, you know, great resume two years ago at you know 16 and 17 years old so that's why they want to take a closer look at him here because what the coyotes can do if 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 they want to he slipped through the draft they can sign him right now and and make him their property if they think he is going to be any kind of a prospect at all sign him now because if you don't sign him by the time the sarnia sting play which is where he is scheduled to play this season he plays one game with sarnia and he's back into the draft. For next season, and the Coyotes will have to at that point either draft him or or sign him as a free agent after the draft. So this is an opportunity. They look at Hayes, an 18 year old kid. We can steal him right now if we want. So I think that's why they're looking so closely at him. But again, you you can only have so many goalies. So where do you rank him against David Tendick? I I don't know because we haven't seen Tendick play. yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: The the goalie situation is. It's
1: crazy. It sure is. I I, I don't, and, and and we've talked about this too. And we're we're going to see what what comes of it over the next week or so. When when waivers start, what if they pick up another guy? Then how does it all shake out? How where, where do you put all these guys? I, I guess you could you know you could may decide that you want to put one of your own guys on waivers if you're not satisfied with them and you you need to clear spots. But there's only so many places. Obviously, you know a junior could go back and play in juniors. But when you're talking about pro hockey. You got Prozvatov, as we've talked about, who needs the minutes in the AHL. You've got probably one slot in the ECHL where you can get a guy, and then you've got your two NHL goalies. Beyond that, I mean it's hard for guys to develop as backups in in the A or the E. Yeah,
2: and you'll look at a situation probably if if it ends up being Vamilka and, and Prasvatov down in Tucson, you you if the Coyotes see Vamalka um, is, a, is a, a real prospect. You're going to see a situation where your guys are rotating, playing every other game, and that happens often in the American League. You don't want any one goalie to sit for a very long time if you're really trying to develop him. You need him to see game action, so that's a situation that could happen. But I, I mean, did that that means Kojanesh is your number two here, and I, is that? determined yet. So there's a lot of question marks. I, I think Carter Hutton's your number one right now. And beyond that, I think there, there's going to have to be a, a, a lot of serious thought and discussion on what happens from there in their goaltending.
0: Well, before we move on to the other aspects of this game and other players who stood out or maybe didn't, um, I just want to remind everybody that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and sports betting is live in Arizona. And if you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX and bet just $1 on any football game this week, you'll receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Um, be sure to take advantage of this offer. It's such a great offer. Um, and this football season, all customers can um, you do DraftKings same-game parlays. We've talked about that a lot. Um, I, I haven't, I've yet to see someone... Hit a successful one, at least in our office. I do have friends who have hit them um, outside of the office. So it is possible and you can win bigger. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using that promo code PHNX for that $150 in free bets once you place a $1 bet on any football game. Um, 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1 800 next step, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility Restriction Supply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And another thing, just on the subject of football really quick, um, I forgot to mention that the PHNX deal of the members deal of the week I've, is that all Cardinals merch is 20% off. Um, the Cardinals are 3-0. That's
2: I know. Great. There goes awesome. our sales race, Leah.
0: Okay, but no. But yesterday, Jacob told me that of the shirts that we've sold, like the it's not just like the coyote shirt is winning, it's like a huge percentage. Nice. <laughs> a huge percentage. Well, so you can check out those shirts nice. at phnxlocker.com and you can if you sign up for the year membership, you get a free shirt, but you can also just shop the locker even if you're not a member. So Definitely, definitely check that out.
2: But it's almost unfair though, because they have a three to one ratio in items available in the store right now because their season is going. We need more shirts. We got to talk to Eric, the guy that designs the shirts, and, and Eric and Arnold, and they designed it. We need a Craig Morgan minion oh. shirt. Craig oh. Morgan and his minion. Who'd sell out? Like, oh. we, honestly, we might be able to retire on Craig Morgan minion <laughs> shirts. <laughs> that would be it. I just walk away. I don't see myself on any shirt. Carry the bags of money to the bank and retire. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, it's. Wait, I'm trying to think of what else we can talk about. At last night's game. We better talk about Louis Erickson. Yeah, I, all of Canada is up in arms
1: right now.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> was That's the, the least, least th- shocking thing I've ever heard.
1: Basic of tweets that I just put. I just talked about his goal, I, and I normally don't even live tweet a uh, any game, let alone a preseason game, but. I just put out a simple tweet on Louis Erickson scoring that seeing wrist shot through a screen. Uh, <laughs> King's defenseman created the screen. I don't know who it was that retweeted it in Canada that saw it first. Maybe it wasn't anyone. Maybe it just caught fire. I don't know. But man, yeah, Louis <laughs> Erickson renaissance has begun.
2: It is. People in Canada are upset. They're angry. I, 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 I don't mean to laugh.
1: But... Look at he's scoring in the preseason in Arizona.
2: And in his press conference afterwards, he said it was nice to just play. It was nice to play in a game. You know, he's out of the lineup all the time in Vancouver. He's a healthy scratch. He was hurt. He, he just didn't have a chance. And he's talked about what moving to Arizona has done for him. It's he said he's got a large family. Everybody's settled into school. He really feels comfortable here. He likes the coaching staff, and it's an opportunity, most importantly, for him to play. And and they they look for him to play. They, you know, if any if last night's any indication, he is going to get some some key ice time. Um, and he did have a few few moments with nick schmaltz um he nick made a great play on the goal he was able to to stop up and make a, a nice play on on the defender uh, of the kings and, and get the puck back to louis so he schmaltz creates the play like he yeah. created the space and the ice and he made a really good one-on-one play um and it was a good shot a good good quick shot as soon as it was on a stick it was off a stick and the goaltender didn't see it so it was a good goal and you know that you wake up today, and Louis Erickson has confidence, and that yeah. goes an incredibly long way this time of year. So I'm happy for him. Um, I, I think he he's going to be exciting. Now, at the same time, we talked about another veteran player was Andrew Ladd that came into last night's game, and people, myself included, playing one NHL game over the last two seasons. What does Andrew Ladd have left? <sighs> he wants to succeed you can see that the fire is there. Like he wants, he wants it. Um, Got in a fight last night with a much younger, much bigger kid, a 21 year old kid. And I don't know if that was the right guy to pick, but uh, he's, he's still got the jam. He's trying to stick up for his teammates and he's playing hard.
1: Yeah. But he, I mean, the thing that stood out at PD, uh, and I think we both saw it, is. He, he just doesn't have his wheels. He he, he looks slow on the ice. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. He looked very slow on the ice, and that's going to be a problem in the NHL anyway. With how fast this game has has become, but also in the way that Andre Turchin plays, um, you know, he wants to be up up tempo, in your face, and Lad just get, couldn't get from point A to point B in a lot of situations. Now. The, the goal that the Kings scored, if you remember it, I think it was a power play goal, right? I'm remembering this correctly. This no, it was goal? five on five. It was oh. five on five. Okay. But he, uh, th- it was, the defensive zone structure was a mess for the entire team on that goal, but he, he got himself out of position and couldn't recover because he didn't have the foot speed. And it, you, you have to wonder if you're going to see that a lot this season. You yeah. It's a chance yeah. to crack the lineup. They were, that line got
2: trapped out there for an extended period of time in the defensive zone and, Clearly, they were tired. So it was harder for them to defend and get to their spots and get on the right side of, of the Kings players. Um, you know, it's one game. He hasn't played in a long time. He hasn't uh, had that game reps that we talked about. So let's let's not completely write it off yet. But where Louis Erickson seemed to, seemed to take a step forward and you go, okay, I see something. Um, I, I think Andrew Ladd he's he's going to have to get to the rink this morning he's going to have some work to do um i know he's trying to generate that fire and determination where he drops the gloves and he's he's you know he's all in for his teammates and he really really wants to succeed and you want to root for the guy let's just hope he, he finds a way to fit in here as this preseason progresses and by the way i know sorry to interrupt the show because Craig interrupted the show. He, I'm trying is... to distract
1: you, Petey, while you're talking about uh, fighting and things like that. I'm holding
2: Luckily, on. this is an audio-only podcast, but Craig just has his little puppy on his lap with the pink bows. <laughs> it's uh, like, why can't this be on TV, Craig? Why can't <laughs> people see this? Bring Good Sophie grief.
1: Out. sophie the door,
2: so I had to let her in. So, here she is. Oh, sophie the dog with the pink bows.
1: Sophie's got... Is Sophie's that won't. allowed? Uh, what, the pink bows?
2: The dogs on the podcast. Is that allowed? Is that a thing? Can we do know. that? I'll bring Wiley next time.
1: We can I mean,
0: break. Homes. PD, I heard your dog in the background earlier. You
2: did? I was going to ask because these microphones are supposed to be I really good. So I, I heard him barking. I was worried about that. We're going to have to work <laughs> on that
1: for these at home shows. Why can't dogs be a part of the podcast? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. It's well, real life.
0: PD, you predicted oh. that a fight might happen yesterday. Um, but I don't think I I at least didn't suspect that it would be Andrew Ladd.
2: No, and yeah. he was the instigator of that fight. Like he was the one that dropped the gloves first. Um, so we, yeah. I, you know, you always think in preseason, you get guys fighting for roster spots. So they want to drop the gloves to show how they fit in and how tough they are. That's not Andrew Ladd's role. That's not what he's here for, but he is a leader. He wore, he wore an A last night and you go, okay, he's sticking up for his teammates. And he's, he, this is how you play in the NHL. So. I, I know he's scrapping and we talked about a couple of years ago, scratching and clawing. Um, he's scratching and clawing. You know, he's, he's trying to find his way back into this league and it's not an easy path.
1: He actually uh, went down the tunnel in the third. I, I wondered uh, if he was okay. I checked with Coyotes media relations and they said he is. So for a change, the Coyotes came out of a, a preseason game with the Kings uh, unscathed without any injuries. Wow. So I Don't,
0: so jinx it. Don't jinx it, Craig.
1: I have so many met like Rusty Klesla or... Uh, Brendan Perlini, or I can think of many injuries the coyotes have suffered in preseason. At, yeah, in the preseason. So yeah. Well I'm
2: sorry, Leah, I stepped on you there.
0: My fault. Oh no, that's fine. I was just gonna say it's funny hearing you both talk just about how messy the game was and all of these unknown factors. Did you know? And I literally didn't know this till last night when I went on my DraftKings app. You can bet on NHL preseason games. Really? Yes. And oh, I boy. and I missed the line for the Coyotes game last night, but I feel like that would be
1: impossible <laughs> to yes. bet. I was wondering how do they create a line for a preseason? Yeah.
2: How do you do? We didn't have the rosters till moments before puck drop. Yeah. Uh, who was in the lineup? Who is in net? I don't know how you make that call, but. I guess I'll be opening the app on Wednesday and see what, I, well, hey, what kind of yeah, action there is. we
0: we'll, we'll look, if there's lines for Wednesday, we can bring that up. But I was just shocked because yeah, it's hard
2: I, that, like, that would not get a so feel hard.
0: What it's do not, you do?
2: Like what's yeah. over under is like, a, I don't know how these these odds makers do it. And, and they're really, really, really good at it.
0: Yeah, they are. But it just goes to show how much there is to bet on on that app. We've talked about it. They, you can bet on like cricket and Aussie rules like it's just everything you could think of um so be sure to check it out and when you sign up use the promo code phnx to get your 150 dollars in free bets that you can then use on an NHL preseason game and you're not losing your own money and then if you win money it's like you don't have to be stressed about it because it's money that DraftKings gave you so money exactly anyway PD Carrot what were you going to
2: say? Well, now? let's go, let's go to, to another forward while we're talking about it. We spent a lot of time over the last several weeks talking about Barrett Hayton and how he's going to fit, and, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: partly my fault. I've had him penciled in at Tucson since the day we started at PHNX. I don't know. Like, there were moments last night, I think, through two periods or a period and a half, certainly, that Barrett Hayton was the Coyotes' best forward. He possessed the puck. He was in the offensive zone. He was able to battle through uh, you know, King's defenders. He was 67% in the face-off circle. I think, what did he have? Shot attempts. He had, uh, I have to get to my stat sheet again. Uh Four shot attempts. Uh, he had 19 minutes of ice. Like he was out there all the time. He was killing penalties. He was on the power play he was a big surprise for me. Like he was a a bright spot in this. And now now you're looking at it with their lack of center depth. Gosh, if he keeps this up for another couple more weeks, how do you not keep him here?
1: He also faded in the second half of that game last night. I did. I, we, we both talked about it. We noticed him early in that game. He had that one shot from the bumper on the power play. That was a, a really good attempt. Just a really quick release. Once he got the puck, um, but he did fade a little bit over the second half of that game. And, of course, consistency is a, a big part of what you're looking for from young players. But there was something to look at there. And, look, as, as we said yesterday on the show, Andre Tourigny has already said that Jay Beagle's going to be at center. So you've got Schmaltz, Johan Larson, and Jay Beagle slotted in as three of your four centers. But who's the number four guy? Is it Travis Boyd? Is it Ryan Dezingle to bring some speed? Or is it is it Barrett? Um, he, I think you said this last night in the press box, and I agree he's really going to have to come in and 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 convince them that he needs to be that fourth guy. It can't be like, okay, he's running neck and neck with one of these other guys. Maybe we should keep him. He has to really push himself into the spotlight, I think, to win this role. But but if he does, then it'll, it probably allows you to do some different things that you can do with a guy like Travis Boyd, who would have to be your fourth line center. Barrett can play up in the lineup a little bit, so maybe you slide Larson down a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think it gives you more more options for sure. And we've talked about baking and over baking and under baking players in the American League. And, you know, this podcast is guilty of assigning Barrett Hayton to Tucson weeks ago. And we've said this about camp. We said it about rookie development camp. It's up to the player to put doubt in coaches and management's mind. You've got to say, hey, I'm here. Make a decision tough for them. And I know it's one game and an unbelievably small sample set, but right now you have to look at Barrett Hayden and go, maybe. I mean, yeah. he, he's at least on the radar now. He's going to get a lot of ice time. I think they're going to play him a lot so they'll get t- to see him and what he can do. I, I don't know. I, I, I liked his game last night, and he's a guy that – hasn't lived up to the expectations of his slot in the draft and you've been waiting for it to happen. And maybe this is the year, whether it's in Tucson or or, or Phoenix, let's, let's hope he, let's hope he makes that next step because it's, it's only a good thing for the franchise, whether he's in Tucson or he's here in Arizona that he can, he can progress his career. We want this kid to play well. He's a great kid, works hard. It was a good sign. Step forward. Preseason game one. And I'm going to temper everything with that.
1: I'll have a story up on Barrett Hayden uh, either later today or in the morning, depending on how how the writing goes and how the day goes. But,
2: yeah. work, 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 hey, Craig. Shameless plug. What do you
1: I, I thought you were segueing for?
2: How me, do you right? do it?
1: I thought you were doing it for me.
2: No, it's I the, it's yeah, right. that's right. Can't so. wait for the article. Can't wait.
1: Go to go ahead. This is where you say go to the website now.
2: Go to the website at gophnx.com okay. for all of your Arizona Coyote hockey news. And while you're there, check out the Cardinals, Suns, Diamondbacks. Ah, sun devils and wildcats how's that leah
0: that was i'm so proud right now (laughs) (laughs) but you do have to be a member to access all the written content so be sure to sign up for either the annual membership or you can do month to month and get your first month just 50 cents um and also while you're at it be sure to if you're listening wherever you're listening to this right now um hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. All of our live shows are also podcasts um, and our live shows are on the PHNX Sports YouTube and also tweet at us um, at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We are bringing in, we want to do listener questions uh, multiple times a week. Tomorrow we're having an ASU centered show around um, the ASU division one hockey team. So if you have any questions you'd, like Greg Powers to answer, or any of us to answer. Well, us as in Craig um,
1: <laughs> about
0: about ASU hockey specifically.
1: Um, i looking forward to that, though. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm
0: really excited, and I know I went to U of A, but I support ASU hockey in in for NCAA, not ACHA, but NCAA. I do. Um, so we're looking forward to that. So you know, be sure to if you have anything to ask, to tweet at us, and we will add it to the list.
2: A lot of questions for ASU hockey. And I, I know it's been an early morning, but I just have two more guys I want to at least. Oh, yeah.
0: Answer. No, we don't. We You can take it away, PD.
2: And there's two more players. And I think one of them uh, was Shane Gostasbear. He's a player that his career kind of faltered a little bit there in Philly. He was kind of written off. And another player similar to Louis Erickson that's looking for a resurgent and a restart in his career. Um, he was on the ice all the time. Led the led all Coyotes in ice time. He's on the ice for just over 23 minutes. A lot of that on the power play. Walked the line really well. Distributes the puck. Skates well. A couple of turnovers. You like to see him clean up, um, but he's going to get an opportunity to eat a lot of minutes on that left side behind Jacob Chickren. So, I. I I thought it was a good night for him. Nothing too like he wasn't. Oh my gosh, what a superstar, but he, he played good solid minutes, six shot attempts. So, you know, he's going to be an offensive threat. Um, I liked his game.
1: Who do you think pairs best with him? My guess is that they're going to give Connor Timmins that look up on the right side in the second pair. I mean, he's probably ready for at least a look in a, in a larger role in the NHL, but you also have Ilya Labushkin who could man that right side. If you want to do go that way.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a situation where you're going to really have to look at chemistry and how these guys pair together. We've talked about the chikrin strawman pairing, that we think that's you know something that's going to happen. And Gostas-Bear, we've talked about with Timmins. You don't know. like we, yeah, You want to see what the chemistry is like for the two individuals, how they move the puck together, can they cover for each other in the defensive zone, how they communicate. So I don't think that's there yet, but I do see that... The, the, Again, it was, it was a step in the right direction for Gostisbury. It wasn't, he didn't wow me. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. He, he's like, okay, this is an NHL defenseman and that's what the coyotes need. So I think he did take a a good step forward in the training camp process.
1: Yeah, Leah, by the way, do you have a dog?
0: No,
2: I know. I know. I, tr-
1: I know. We're I <laughs> the podcast with our dog. So I just wanted to. Check.
2: I know. I know. See, at least yours is quiet. Uh, I'll work on this. It's it's only my second time from home. He's excited. (laughs) He just wants to get involved here. Craig was on air. I
0: I do have a cat and she is very, very vocal, but she's like my roommate's cat. So she's in there with her. But there's been some times we've been doing this from home where I'm afraid she's going to start like yelling. So I'm sure it'll happen one day.
2: It's all, you know, the truth is it's breaking the fourth wall. This is, we're all real people with real lives. (laughs) And if the dog barks, he barks. Exactly. We all kind of got used to this during the pandemic, the Zoom lifestyle. And it's just part of the way life goes. So Wiley's just trying to get in on the the conversation. Lastly, Craig, because I know you're probably out of coffee. I know I am.
0: I Uh, I never got my coffee. I know. That's the worst
2: part. (laughs) I couldn't do it without coffee. The last guy we got to talk about, or I want to talk about is the guy we had on our show the other day. It was Christian Fisher, um, who set a, a lofty goal for himself to to be more of an offensive uh, threat this season. He's put some goals in front of himself to be more effective. Um, again, it's a step in the right direction for Fish last night. I don't think, again, wasn't a guy like, wow, look at those offensive plays and, and how how great Fish was with the puck last night. That That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's a guy that played all situations again, Led forwards in ice time, ha- tied Goss to spare with the most shot attempts with six. Um, he's he put in the work. I, I I thought he was noticeable last night.
1: I wanted to talk to Fish. He mentioned this at media day. How one one of the revelations from his first couple seasons was how quickly you need to get rid of the puck when you have chances in front of the net. Um, I haven't done a deep dive with him yet as to what he worked on this offseason to try and do that because. Finishing has been a bit of pro- bit of a problem for him around the net. Uh, he 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 needed to work on his hands. Uh, so I'm curious if, if if he did something specific in the off and plan to talk to him about that because when you look at what he what he can bring, you, he established himself in a defensive role last season. He can play PK minutes. He can he can be really effective for you in that role. Um, and 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 Rick Tockett when he was here would talk about how Fish could you know rag the puck along the walls, but you need to be able to make plays out of it. it it's not about just you know, uh, keeping the play alive in the corners, you need to be able to make plays out of that. So that involves hands too. That involves touch, vision, all those things. But then when you get around the net, you need that that ability to finish, obviously, with quick hands. It, it's so much about quick hands. Uh, puck placement clearly matters as well, but you got to get rid of the puck quickly. And, and I'm curious what he has done to try and improve that aspect of his game because it's going to be critical if he wants to move up in the lineup. If he wants to get those minutes like we were talking about on the power play or on a more offensive line, he's going to have to show those abilities.
2: Yeah. It's not, it's never been a question about uh, Christian Fisher's work ethic desire and want, um, on the ice. It's, it's, it's been a matter of the skill level and, and specifically with his hands and his ability to make plays in tight and plays off the wall. Um, to, to be honest, Craig, that's going to have to improve. I mean, if he wants to to, to get a bigger role uh, on the ice and he wants to get more ice time, those things are going to have to be better than they were a year ago. I thought he came and he looked fit. He looked well-conditioned. So those things are a good sign. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed him. And again, we, we talk about in development camp and preseason, you just want to get noticed. I noticed Christian Fisher. You know, he's an un unfamiliar territory with the Coyotes playing on the power play. I hey, mean, do I anticipate Christian Fisher on the first power play unit? No, but he didn't look completely out of place there either. He, he, he looked, you know what? He looked like a leader. Like he, he was directing traffic. He was vocal. He was playing on, on in all situations. To be honest, I like the kid. Like he's a really good person and he's well-liked in the room. He wants to succeed. He wants the team to succeed. So I, I hope All of those things finally come together for Christian Fisher. I really do. I don't want to see him with another two, three, four goal season. Um, He still is an effective player on this team and he still will have a role if it's not a goal scoring role, but I'd like to see him have a little bit more offensive success. And last night he's trying, I mean, six attempts at net in preseason game one, I think is, you know, it's not like uh, Phil Kessel numbers where he's shooting everything in in a basket of apples at the puck, but uh, at the net but it, it was good to see him making an attempt
1: yeah and when you talk about you know uh, what he needs to do to take the next step in his career too from a contract standpoint you wonder as well what's going to happen with him beyond this season um he's still an rfa um so they, they'd have uh, control of his rights but how do they feel about him moving forward if he you know if he can't show more offensive upside i i, I do wonder about that <laughs>
2: Yeah. And during the rebuild too, he's a guy you I think you want to hang on to. And I don't know what that dollar amount's going to be or what, what you're going to have to do to keep him over and over and over again. We said you need to have 20 players on the ice. Um, and I don't think Christian Fisher is going to cost you, you know, five, six, $7 million to keep him around. So... Mm-hmm. I, I think he fits. I think he fits in 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 their plans for the future. Um, we'll keep an eye on him over the next five preseason. Ga- Actually, we won't keep an eye on him over the next five preseason games because none of them are televised, and only two are streaming that we know of at this point. So Wednesday, we we have unless the, the Ducks pick it up on their streaming site, which if they do, we will absolutely let everybody know. I'll reach out to them um, later today. Um, otherwise, we won't have a whole lot to talk about their Wednesday preseason game on Thursday.
0: Well, I have to say, for someone who was not there last night, this was great analysis, and I feel like i I can, you know, go through my day knowing exactly what happened in the Coyotes first preseason game. So appreciate you both for that. Any Any other last thoughts before we go about our days here?
2: No, time to start prepping for the ASU show. I know Craig's already done. So really all I have to do, Leah, and this is one of the advantages of working with Craig, You just need to read Craig's articles and then yep. you're done. Just read Craig's articles.
1: We might have to go a little uh, into the uh, past to uh, get a full feel for this team because I haven't written a lot on them yet. But there, I mean, there, there are a few angles. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys some material. Later. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I can't Craig, wait. you really do do it all.
2: I this is just. <laughs> I don't, It's don't a dead air after that. No one had
1: what? Enduring. <laughs> Enduring. I, I'm not used to this. I don't know how to react.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, on that on that note. Um, we will send it off and we will be back with you tomorrow live at one o'clock for our ASU show. Thanks so much.